write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was great sounds of watching with Outside know. on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with My partner in crime, Long Island Raised Elm City Made E Z Blues Is in the building Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us again on Behind the Brand? They they say genius starts with a single thought. And many, many moons ago, someone was like, hey, I have a restaurant, but I don't necessarily have the clientele that want to continue to come through. So I'm going to take that restaurant. I'm going to put it inside a truck. And we're going to have a food truck. And it's going to be portable. And we can go anywhere. We can go where the action is. You're throwing a festival. I'm pulling up in the food truck. But now there's a point of evolution. There's a point where so many people have trucks, but there's no way to, to park them. There's no way to go. There is not a high festival aspect in, say, the month of November. But what if we had a single spot where all of these food trucks could go and hang out? and have a central location. And then on top of that, we'll put a beer garden. And on top of that, we're going to give you entertainment. And on top of that, we're going to have people recreate the band's last waltz. (laughs) Yes, that is right. That is happening in Connecticut. And we have one of the founders, one of the owners, and one of the most awesome people we happen to know here today to talk about this incredible idea. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you guys very much for having me today. <laughs> Lovely to see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely awesome to, uh, I'm sorry, it's absolutely awesome to see you as well. Um, uh, I'm so glad, you know, I, I, you know, we love talking with you, but let's, let's get into it. What is the gastro park? Okay, so the Gastro Park is, let's see, an indoor-outdoor establishment open year-round that is an ecosystem for promoting small business. Like you said, um, it is a place where food trucks uh, can come, they can park outdoors, um, and they can, you know, serve year-round to our customers. But in addition to the food trucks, we also have some other small businesses that we support indoors. Uh, We have a coffee shop, which is currently Purgatory Coffee Roasters. And we have a bakery indoors as well, which is our small state provisions, um, an artisanal bread baker. So basically, yeah, the concept of of the gastro park is a gathering place where people can come. They can sample food from multiple different Connecticut vendors. Um, And then they can sit and enjoy either on our outdoor patio when the weather is nice or in our comfy, cozy, heated indoor space as well. (laughs) Uh, And we also have our own full bar so you can get all of the beverages that your heart desires. (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) So So where does idea come together? So yeah, so basically, um, my business partner, Tate Norton, um, is a food truck operator himself. Mm -hmm. He operates the Iron and Grain uh, Mobile Bar and Grill. 
And as a food truck operator, pretty much what Easy was saying, he found that it was very challenging in some uh, circumstances to find a place to go and vend if you weren't doing uh, catering or private events, um, right. especially in the West Hartford area where he um, made his home. Um, you couldn't just pull up on the street, you know, and start vending. So the idea was pretty much born in him a little bit through that, a little bit also through some travel that he did with his previous job going out west, you know, to Texas and different areas where these types of uh, experiential dining locations were becoming more and more popular. And he pretty much had the idea to bring that um, concept here to Connecticut and not just Connecticut, but, but West Hartford specifically. Um, I became involved a little tiny bit after he already had started the process. Um, mm -hmm. I was working on a similar concept, but not necessarily focused on food trucks um, that I was mm -hmm. trying to bring to life. Um, we met each other. We realized we kind of were very like-minded. Um, we both had that aspiration to kind of help these small business owners and create a really special space um, that celebrated them. So we kind of decided, mm -hmm. well, let's, hey, let's work together and, and bring this concept to life. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's truly awesome. Easy, I see the light bulb, go ahead. No, I, I, I just happen to severely love, love that story and I love how organic it was. I, I remember, because we, we've been talking about getting you on the show since pretty much the show started. Uh, I know that the beginning was, was a little bit hectic and obviously um, COVID drove everyone insane. Um, you know, but you guys were able to weather that storm and move forward. Um, but what I really, really dig about the whole aspect is how independent business minded it is and how Connecticut supported it is. Because yes. not only do you have those internal vendors, you have the food trucks outside, but you also um, really do help out the artist community as well, whether it be like a paint and sip or whether it be, you know, having the amazing Stephanie Saranita um, on a, a, a Sunday or a Saturday or the hooch, or from what I hear next year, Shane Penguin doing a 25% sexier set. Um, you know, th things happen. Uh, how important is that to you? And how important is it because, is it because of the relationships with these people in which you've built or is it because of your love, pure love for everything that is Connecticut? I think it's a little bit of both, actually. I mean, mm -hmm. my original concept, um, like I said, that I was working on before the Gastro Park was purely like about celebrating everything Connecticut, whether it mm -hmm. be something, you know, like the steamed cheeseburger that was invented in Connecticut or, you know, a local small business. It, it was really about, um, like I said, celebrating things that were local to, to our community. I think through this process, we've certainly built relationships, whether it's with the food truck operators themselves, or um, like you had mentioned, we've been doing a lot of pop-ups, you know, little, um, not little, but local artisans who come, they can pop up, they set up a table inside just for a couple hours on a Sunday, they get their, their name out, they get to sell to a captive audience. Um, you know, that is truly, truly important because really we, as all of us here, kind of like why you created this show, 
You know, it's it's really about keeping as much local as we can, supporting the small business owners, supporting them in their crafts, because that just helps our community more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a little bit, I mean, the music aspect of the gastro park certainly came, obviously we want to provide a different, uh, some nice experience, you know, entertainment Mm -hmm. um, is always, it's like a nice to have at the gastro park. It's a little different than some of the other projects that I'm involved with, which are more like come to the show and and that's what it is. Right. This is like an added benefit. You know, you come to the gastro park, you get to sample tons of good food. You get to sit and have a cocktail or have a coffee. And then you get to experience some really great local, local music. So the music part came obviously because that's a little bit where my background is and my passion is. Right. Right. Um, but it has certainly grown, you know, originally we were doing mm-hmm. just one day a week, then we moved to, you know, a couple days a month right. and, you know, and now it's, it's getting like more and more regular where we're pretty right. much doing two days a week. And then, like you mentioned, we had our big last waltz show <laughs> last Friday. Well, and, and I definitely, because I, I know, I know how important, um, last waltz is to you and to music in general. And I know that in Connecticut, it is something that has been done almost every single year um, where, where musicians will get together and they will perform the last waltz. And for those who have been living under a rock since 1972 um, and don't understand what last waltz is the band. And it's not, I'm not, the name of the band is the band. This is not a who's on first type of thing we got going on here. The band who was the backup band for um, Bob Dylan. and, and, And that's why they were just known as the band. Right. So the band did a final concert called The Last Waltz, um, and they were able to record it. For that time, it was on, you know, on theater uh, aspects and then later on to uh, VHS and DVD. Um, and, of course, they have the, the soundtrack that you can listen to. Um, but this is about local musicians getting together and recreating this and kind of recreating those moments because that Last Waltz had Eric Clapton on it, had all these other phenomenal musicians as well. Um, what was that like to see it put together now under your banner? I know that's something that you've seen a bunch of times, but now you kind of participated in that. And what was that like to happen for you? It was surreal. I'm not going to lie because that is something that I've had in the back of my mind for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. my husband and I typically travel, used to travel every year for Thanksgiving. So we could never attend any of the last Walt shows. So in the back Mm -hmm. of my mind, I always wanted to do it. And, um, I think one day I was just like, well, you're never going to know unless you try. So Mm. I'm very blessed in the sense that I have a wide network of musicians that I know personally, folks that I know from the cellar on Treadwell, as well as a number of musicians who now I know from performing at the gastro park. So for me, I, I just put out an open call to anybody that I, that I knew that was in my network and just said, Hey, who wants to do this? And let's see what happens. Um, not being a musician myself, it was a little bit uh, challenging because being the organizer, but not the musician, I never wanted anybody to feel like I was, you know, create, trying to make them do something that was yeah. overwhelming or, or not going to be attainable. But um, right. it, it turned out to be so amazing. We brought together 14 different performers um, oh, wow. mm-hmm. all across the state. So, and we had one performer who is local, from originally Connecticut, but now lives in Ohio. 
and he was in for Thanksgiving. So he joined us. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the most exciting part, and when I, you know, introduced the band the night of the show at the park, many of them had never even met each other before. They certainly mm -hmm. had never played mm -hmm. together. Um, and they literally only had five rehearsals before they pulled off what I think was one of the most amazing and energetic shows that that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was incredibly surreal. It was a real proud, not gonna lie, a real proud moment. Um, mm -hmm. We packed the house, which was my one goal. I kept telling mm -hmm. everyone, we're gonna pack the house, we're gonna pack the house. And we had it packed house. Everybody had a smile. The band played amazing. And I think that they really forged some friendships there as well and built bridges, you know, between again, musicians that may have never met each other because a lot of, some of them, you know, are from up by the gastro park in the Hartford area, mm -hmm. whereas others are down from, you know, New Haven or Bridgeport area. And now yeah. they know each other. And now they're all talking about like, what are we going to do next? Are we going to do, <laughs> you know, what's the next show that we're I've got do? ideas. I I've have ideas. ideas too, but I said, give me like three weeks to regroup. <laughs> I'm just saying a June quadrophenia. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say. June quadrophenia. That's the, you know. I will take it under advisement. <laughs> I love the networking going on, by the way. Yes. Very important. <laughs> it, was a, it was a huge part of it. Right. <laughs> this is just normal conversation with Sherry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. How hard was it to get all the food trucks together? I mean, there's, there's all the food trucks are different, uh, bring a whole bunch of different quality and unique tastes just um, to the whole establishment. Like, um, did it happen organically or it had to be a certain type of feel to what we guys provide? Yeah, I mean, it it is definitely a learning process. Um, okay. one, of, one of the biggest, I mean, so there, there's a couple of things. In order for a food truck to vend at the gastro park, they have to have the proper West Hartford Bloomfield health permit, which seems like you know, a little bit down in the details, but the challenge that a lot of the food trucks have right now is in the state of Connecticut, if you want to vend at a public event, so yeah. not like a private catering event, but someplace where a patron is going to walk up to your truck, hand you money, and you're going to receive it, yeah. you need to have the proper health permit for each and every district that you are going to vend in. Okay. And for food trucks, that can be extremely uh, cost prohibitive because there's not one overarching health permit that says, okay, my truck has been certified by the state. Now I can go vend in any town. Right. So that right. was one challenge that we had to face where, you know, for our trucks that want to come and vend with us, they have to go and they have to pay for those permits, you know? Okay. So again, mm -hmm. expensive. So my business partner has been working really hard um, with the state and they were we we're hoping to roll, they were going to roll out a pilot program where there would be mm -hmm. more um, a health permit that would be valid in multiple districts. We're still waiting. And I really hope that that happens because I think that will open up a lot more trucks to us. Right. So mm -hmm. that's sort of one challenge. The other challenge that we look at and that we see on a regular basis is um, those food trucks are our partners, right? They, of course. They need us, but we need them. Mm -hmm. And we also need to make sure that when they come and they vend at the park, that they're going to be successful and that they're going to make money. So a lot of times, you know, on a 
maybe a chillier day in the wintertime, you might come and you might only see one or two trucks. And customers are always asking like, why don't you have five trucks here today? You know, you have room for five. Well, because there's not as many customers and we don't want those trucks to come out unless they um, can make the money. So, you know, those are some of the challenges that we look at. But in terms of the variety of food, mm-hmm. we are definitely open. We we love variety. I mean, that is basically what, again, another pillar that the concept was built upon was that mm-hmm. you can come to the park on a Wednesday, you can come to the park on a Thursday and a Friday, and you might be able to have a completely different dining experience every single day. Um, so we've been very, very, very lucky. I think since we've opened, we've probably had close to 45 different trucks um, there. Yeah. All, all sorts of food selection, you know, from the, from the common ones, you know, like we do get a lot of good taco trucks, um, lobster trucks. Um, we have, there's a new truck called Smetana. He's an Eastern European truck. So we really try to run the gamut. We've had some Jamaican food trucks. We have a, uh, several Brazilian food trucks that come and then more traditional, you know, craft bird, which is delicious fried chicken sandwiches. And stuff. <laughs> so always switches up every time. Yeah. I mean, cool. we, we are trying to get some more like resident food trucks that will come. So like for the month of December, there is a truck called Fuego Picante, which is a Hartford based authentic Mexican truck. And I would say if you have never tried it, you should definitely come. His food is absolutely phenomenal. It's made with love and you can taste it. Um, They are going to be with us all month in December. So we're trying to do more things like that, you know, again, to support them, as Easy was saying, because in the wintertime, there's Mm. not as many opportunities for the trucks. So if we can give them a captive audience for a full month, we're going to do it. So we're entering right now into the slow season. We are definitely in our slow okay. season. Our peak season is probably um, April through October. Makes sense. Um, but we at the Gastro Park are constantly trying to make improvements and innovations. So we mm. had our two-year anniversary in, on October 8th. And um, we finally, after many years, um, had our brand new fire pit that we were able to, you know, mm. <laughs> Turn on for the first time. Um, right now, we're in the process of building a covered patio over part of our outside seating area. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we will have, you know, the gas-powered heaters under there. So, right. again, we're hoping to be able to, even though it's in our slower season, still provide, you know, comfortable outdoor. Because people still, I mean, however mm-hmm. long into this pandemic, people still want to be outside. We have a wonderful yeah. inside space. But people who want to be outside, you know, we are still trying to create some more um, comfortable outdoor seating options for the winter months. Right. Sorry. No, I don't be sorry. Happen. As you're on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, we're just friends. We're just prestige and my partner <laughs> in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Maid, who's dancing right now. His name is EZ Blues and Sherry's dancing as well, too. I always dance. Easy. Go right ahead, buddy. I'm going to pass the baton to you. Well, well, see, that's what I, what I think is incredible about the concept and about really, you know, and, and anytime you and I, Sherry, sit down, there's a million and a half different business things that, that, that pop through or just weird creative ideas, you know, even just the talking about it is like, hey, you want to know what would be great? You know, having like a snow castle building thing, you know, in January when, they, when there's snow out there. 
or, you know, having just, you know, a weird, uh, like a fully encompassing or a festivist day, you know, encompassing all of the religions there for, for, for that moment and having those types of celebrations. And it is incredible that you are such an open-minded person and you are such an approachable person that I can sit and have those conversations there. So it makes complete and total sense that you have a business like this, a business that a lot of people, you know, like, oh, you know, if you explain it to some of those business panels that some of the small business people have to go through, they're like, oh, so you have a parking lot. No, that, that's not what we have here. Um, you know, we are providing this opportunity that's going to not only benefit us, but is benefiting, you know, businesses to, to move forward. Um, how hard of a sell was it when you initially started, you know, to get up all the actual funding in the beginning? Oh, it, it, it was a challenge. I mean, there, there were a lot of different challenges. Yes, certainly mm -hmm. on the funding side, trying to get people to understand the concept, but even, you know, with with the town and zoning and things like that, like mm -hmm. it, it is, it is kind of, a, it's a very new concept, right? So trying to get people to understand what we were trying to do, you know, there, there was definitely, it took us a long time. I mean, it took us, right. I would say, from the time we started the project to the time we were able to open our doors was nearly four years. So right. it was, wow. it was very, very time consuming. Um, and I think even now, like, like I said, I, I'm not the normal gastro park spokesperson, obviously, among my friends, like you guys, I am. But when it comes to right. speaking publicly, I'm a little bit more in the background. But I would say even people that I know personally, that I explain what it is, mm -hmm. when I when they arrive for the first time, I think they're they're really blown away. Like my girl, my best friend from home, you know, who's been hearing about this for seven years, came to visit for the first time a few weeks ago. Right. And when I brought her there, she was like, I've seen pictures and I still can't really believe right. like what I'm seeing. And I think that um, that is a challenge that we're still somewhat overcoming, right? You know, right. our first year that we were open, we were outdoors only. It was also, we opened October of 2020 in the middle of mm -hmm. the worst of COVID. So that was a little bit in, in a weird way that helped us because people couldn't dine inside. They had to go outside. Yep. So in that sense, we were able to provide something that most places couldn't provide during the winter months. So I think that helped us, like people really understood that we have this awesome outdoor space. You know, we have a lot of the tower heaters and now, like I said, we have the fire pit, but it's funny that now the challenge that we have is trying to overcome people only thinking of us as maybe right. an outdoor space. Maybe they have never come and you know joined us inside um so those are some of the challenges that we are working you know to overcome right now you know obviously when the weather is nice we host all our live music when we can outside and people think mm -hmm. that our live music is just going to stop for the winter but absolutely not you know we bring it inside right. um so you know it, it's it's still challenging for people to really 100 percent understand the concept but um once they come they come back again you know it's, right. it's it's a real vibe up there i would say <laughs> no definitely and and for those you know entrepreneurs that are that have those ideas that's just a little bit left um 
what advice do you have to maintain, you know, the positivity? You're a very positive person. I know that there's been darkness that creeps in and different things like that. But how are you able to maintain, uh, you know, for four years trying to, to get the permits, try to get everything to line up, you know, before you even broke ground, you know, before it even opened? How are you able to maintain that, like, okay, this isn't going to fold tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's twofold. Number one, I think my business, you know, having a good partner um, to work with certainly was a big deal. Um, You know, and I think having the right business partner, I mean, we always say we're a little bit yin and yang, you know, like his strengths and my strengths are a little bit different. And and I think that that helps, you know, he's definitely good at pushing um, and not giving up. I think also, though, having a really strong belief in what you're doing, you know, and, and really feeling confident that it will, it will work. And I think that we both really felt very strongly about that the whole way through was that if we could just get to the point where we could open that it would work and then it would kind of prove it, prove itself out. Um, but in terms of like with all of the permits and working with the town, I mean, that was just, to be honest, that was just a lot of head down, having conversations and just not giving up, like really right. just not giving up. Got to, man. I got to have the determination. You do. You of do. Course. Of course. And again, surround yourself with good, with good people, you know, especially when it comes to the food business. And catering business, <laughs> <laughs> and serving other people, you're doing multiple personalities. So the best thing you can do is be kind. That's the well, best. Oh thing yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And again, for us, like we have so many different. You know, we have you know the food trucks are our customers, but they're also our partners. You know, just yeah. like our internal vendors are. You know, they're they lease space from us, but they're also, you know, our partners. And it's really, like I said, it's an ecosystem that everybody has to really work collaboratively to mm-hmm. get the most out of it. Um, of so right, that's yeah. really one of the biggest things, you know, that we, we've certainly tried to do, you know, we try and utilize. So for our cocktails, you know, we have an espresso martini on right now. We nice. use Victoria cold brew coffee to make it when we do our right. avocado toasts, um, from our kitchen, because the gastro park also has our own kitchen that we serve um, okay. and dogs and we do some brunch options. I should have nice. mentioned that earlier. No, no, it's fine. Good to do now. But yeah. when we do our avocado toast on Saturdays and Sundays, we use the small state provisions sourdough bread, you know, so mm. we really mm-hmm. try to do that. Um, because again, it's like we want to support them because in the mm-hmm. end, that's really better for everybody. Of course. Right. What other signature dishes and beverages um, that we can only get at the gastro park? All right. So beverages, beverage wise, I would say our main focus is um, seasonal and local. So we definitely try our best to do local. Pretty much all of our beers um, on draft are from Connecticut breweries. We'll sometimes rotate in some other regional ones as well. And even Mm -hmm. in our cans, um, we try and keep all of our beer local to Connecticut. So it's not necessarily you can't get it anywhere else. All of our cocktails, though, um, we try and be super duper creative about them. Um, And again, keep it seasonal and keep it fresh. 
We make all of our syrups in-house. We juice a lot of our fruit in-house. We de all of our garnishes, our fruit that we've dehydrated in-house. Oh, wow. Um, so we, we try and keep it fresh. We try and keep it local. Um, and then from the food aspect, I would say, so again, our kitchen, we serve smash burgers and dogs. Okay. Um, again, mm. that, <laughs> um, it's like, so those who don't know, some people don't know what a smash burger is. I kind of didn't know, but uh, so it's a West Coast style burger um, right. that you take and we use all local um, farm fresh beef. So I think that's, again, another thing we get all of our beef from Penfield Farm and I think they're in Suffield. Um, so you take like the beef ball, like a meatball and you smash it down okay. and then it really is about the toppings and, you know, all the different flavors. So again, even for our burgers, um, all of our sauces are made fresh in house. Nice. We have, um, we make our own pimento cheese, okay. we make bacon jam for our hot dogs. Um, and then on the weekends, like I said, Saturday and Sunday mornings, we've been doing some different brunch offerings. We do a rise and smash burger. So it's our regular smash burger with a fried egg on top. Um, right. we do our avocado toast, which uses radishes that were grown on the property at the gas. Okay. So just kind of fun stuff like that. Hmm. Question. All right. Is it a fried egg or is it an over easy egg where then you can kind of squish <laughs> it and the, the yolk runs? Onto the bird. It has itself. a runny I'm, yolk. Runny yolk. Okay. I want, I want to make sure. That, that's <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can go back to the Instagram archives and find right. some yolk drippy footage that uh, Hillary <laughs> who does our social media would be more than, more than excited for you to go find it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, no, it, it's just so interesting because, you know, in, in we are in the age of, you know, the cooking shows and, you know, all these cooking competitions and stuff. And I never really had realized like how interesting it is to watch, you know, that egg or, you know, when they do it with the, uh, the yolk ravioli, you know, um, I don't even know yolk ravioli. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where it's literally just, they take the yolk and they put it in a ravioli, but they have to cook it. So it doesn't overcook right. the yolk itself. So when you cut into it, you have that run aspect. Um, and visually it's just so incredible to do, but it also adds so much texture and flavor as well, where it can get inside, you know, the little air pockets of the beef and, you know, saturate the bread as uh, you know. So it's a thing, you know, and I just wanted to make sure that that thing was there. Oh, it's um, there. And now ev everyone listening right now is drooling. They just have pictures, just the, the yolk running, like just out of the corner of their mouth. Um, it's a good day. It's a very good day. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> With, with the whole, you know, peak as it slows down because of the month of December, um, what coming events that you have at the gastro park to still maintain your audience to still keep that flow running? Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm just trying to think the, the whole calendar just came out. So like I said, no, we no, it's all good. live music every single Sunday so they can join us at the park. It's usually mm -hmm. three to six. You might see a couple two to fives in there. Right. Um, and then every other Thursday, um, we do the second and fourth Thursday for live music because the first Thursday of the month, um, Small State Provisions, who's our in-house baker, he does his mm -hmm. pop-up pizza night. He's not usually open mm. in the evenings, but he takes his amazing sourdough focaccia that he makes oh, wow. and he tops it with a sweet and spicy made in-house tomato sauce, a little cheese, and some mm. fresh basil. 
and they're they're like pieces like this like one piece you're totally yeah. full but it is just the most delicious thing so that will be the first um thursday we also mm -hmm. have um on December 10th, we're doing a holiday market where we're going to have multiple vendors popping up um, inside the gastro park. Obviously, it's a little chilly right now. So you can come and uh, peruse and look at different um, items which you can purchase, you know, for gifts. Of course. On the 17th of October or October of December, we're doing an ugly sweater party. Um, All right. During the day, <laughs> during the day, we're going to hopefully have some. Um, live music for the kiddos, some holiday tunes and some non-holiday tunes. And then at night, a little bit of DJ action and a little fun grown-up uh, ugly sweater party stuff. Um, we have, we've been starting and we've been trying it out. Um, the third Thursday of each month, we've been trying karaoke out. Uh, mm -hmm. We have some regulars at the park who are big karaoke fans and kind of ask for us to give it a try. So it's been really fun. Um, it takes a little time for that to, you know, mm -hmm. pick yeah, up. Going. And, right. then, and then, like I said, uh, Fuego Picante, authentic Mexican, he'll be with us all month of December. And I'm sure yeah. I missed like 50 things that I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, he won't be in trouble. There'll be no trouble here. <laughs> no. Um, and then like, so again, for uh, the third Friday of each month, um, we've been trying to do more live bands. So okay. again, right. our music is typically more acoustic, uh, singer-songwriter, um, just because, again, inside. But we have been trying to find some bands that aren't excessively loud, you know, that we can bring inside right. <laughs> on a Friday right. night. Because um, I love to see people dancing. It makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> what other moments have made you happy at the Gastro Park? What events and stuff within the past two years have just stood out to you? So obviously the last waltz, which we've covered at length. Um, I would say the, um, another one that was pretty recent, um, the week before Thanksgiving, we did a day of giving okay. um, where we had multiple. So we had, um, there's a local charity that we do a lot of work with. It's called Friends of Feeney. Um, mm -hmm. It is a West Hartford teacher who right. started this organization several years ago. Um, and they basically raise money to help West Hartford families who are going through some sort of crisis or trauma, whether it's, you know, a parent has passed away or a house fire or something like that. Um, right. We work a lot with him. So he was there doing a coat drive where um, they collected like, honestly, more than 150 coats. Like oh, wow. it's, it's unbelievable. Um, we had, we were collecting food that day for the West Hartford food pantry um, we did our own toy drive as well through Gastro Park. Mm -hmm. We did drink special, a drink special where we would make a donation um, for every beverage that was sold okay. to um, Connecticut Children's Medical Center. And then we had the Peace, Love and Books bus come. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with them. They are. It's adorable. I saw it on on Facebook and I was like, we have to find them. It's a converted Volkswagen bus. That mm -hmm. is a mobile bookstore, okay. But it's yeah. a nonprofit organization, so they get a lot of their books donated to them, and then mm -hmm. um, when they sell their books, they use their profits to purchase gift cards from local bookshops, and then those gift nice. cards are then given to those in need who don't, you know, so that they can right. go buy books. 
And not only that, they work out an arrangement with those bookstores that when the folks come to redeem their cards, they get a discount. So it's really, I mean, it's really, really amazing. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about, about keeping it all local, because that's like this wonderful organization that's doing this great thing. And then they're not taking their money and going and purchasing the books on Amazon or something like that. You know, they're Mm -hmm. going again, moving to someone else in their local community that's helping them. And then in turn, that local bookshop is saying, I appreciate you. I'm going to give these folks an extra discount when they come and redeem. So, so yeah, so I would say that day was pretty, um, pretty special. And again, one of the gals who works on all of our events, you know, at the end of the day, we had all the coats and all the food and all the toys in the office and she was leaving for the day and I made sure to grab her and I'm like, come on in. I want you to like, see this because you did this, you know, all the hard work, like you did this and all these people are going to really benefit from that. So I think Mm -hmm. that was really um, special. I would say that another memorable experience we had, I don't know if you guys are fans of The Office, the TV show, The Mm -hmm. Office, but um, we had Stanley from The Office come for Pretzel Day. Oh, wow. Um, And again, it was was for charity. It was another collaboration Mm -hmm. with the Friends of Feeney Charity. But basically, we had uh, four food trucks there who all did their own spin on a pretzel. So they everybody got the same pretzel to work with. And then they got mm-hmm. to be creative and create whatever they wanted. And then Stanley was our celebrity judge. And he got to pick which pretzel he liked the best. And then at the same time, people could come and they could donate to Friends of Feeney and they could get their photo with Stanley. And Mm -hmm. it was like a big, it was a big deal. It was a really big day. Um, He was so lovely to come and and do that. Um, And again, that day, so much money was was raised for Friends of Feeney. So Mm -hmm. I think things like that really um, remind you of maybe why you, work so hard to do all this stuff. <laughs> no, no, it, it, no, it definitely does. It definitely does. And, you know, I won't feel any more sort of slighted that we weren't called for prep today, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm choking. No, I apologize. No, that's okay. No, nothing to apologize. It's right. just funny. <laughs> you know, um, now, what's, what do you have lined up that you can talk about um you know for 2023 oh my gosh what is lined up for 2023 I mean again I think we're going to continue doing what we're what we're doing with but trying to make these small like so again I think for us right now you know our whole rollout of the gastro park has been very iterative you know like I said when we first opened Mm -hmm. it was the outside only then um Finally, we're allowed to open the inside. We had the bakery and then the coffee shop and then the bar and then right. the kitchen, um, our big, then the fire pit. So our big focus right now is like, we have a long list of things that were on our, what we wanted, like how we really mm-hmm. wanted to see everything go. Um, and we're going to start trying to like really check all those boxes off. You know, it's like little, maybe things that might seem smaller, um, right. patrons, but are bigger to us. You know, we really want, it sounds really silly, but we really want a bike rack. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. have a lot of folks, we are right off of the Trout Book, 
Trout Brook Trail in West Hartford. So we get a lot of folks coming off the trail, especially in the warmer months, some of them by foot, but a lot of them on bikes. So mm -hmm. we don't have a great place for them to put their bikes right now. So that's something that seems really, really small, but for us is kind of like, that's one thing that's definitely on our list. Um, this roof thing has been <laughs> the biggest thing on our list. And uh, right. it's been a little bit delayed. Um, you know, I think the pandemic caused a lot of issues, you know, supply chain issues and things like that, a lot mm -hmm. of materials. So we face struggles like that. Um, one thing that isn't a definite, but that is on the top of my list is I would like to create an actual physical little stage outside mm -hmm. um, with a cover over it. Um, okay. Right now our, our patio is all rocks because our, our whole property was dug up. Like when we moved in, we had to like dig everything up and really turn it into what it was. So it's, it's pea gravel. So when, when bands come to play outside, we have to put these stage platforms out, um, particularly mm -hmm. if they have uh, drums or percussion or anything like that. Um, and they weigh a lot. And our staff mm -hmm. lugs them in and out of the shed every time there's a show. Right. So um, the more and more we're going to do music, um, that would be something that I would definitely like to see as we approach um, next springtime. Mm. And and what I love about the story and, and really the full story of, of the gastro uh, pub is um, it's about patience. You know, this was pro like everything you're talking about was probably talked about in the first discussion with you and your partner. This is what we want to do. But you guys also understand that not everything can be accomplished at once. Um, and it is by slowly progressing that really you have these long term effects. And I hope that that's what the person listening right now that is thinking about getting into a new business truly understands. You can get that full encompassing dream. You're probably not going to get it in the first year. Just keep pushing. Um, I, I think that is the, the highlight. It's going to be the, the chapter, the, the title of the gastro pub book yeah. is just keep pushing. <laughs> yeah. I um, think that it is really, and I think that it, that is really good feedback and something that, as a maybe a, a person that would be like a first time entrepreneur, you know, right. might not necessarily recognize that, you know, they might see it as a failure if they right. don't launch right away with everything that they had envisioned, but mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. I mean, and in some ways it's, it's almost better. I, I personally think because Mm -hmm. It shows your customers or your part for us, our partners in the food trucks or whatever, that we are really committed, you know, that we're not just right. going to rest on where we are today, that we're always right. going to be looking to make improvements because there's always improvements that can be made, whether it's to a physical structure, a process, whatever it is, there's always improvements to be made. And that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's doing something wrong. It just means that you have to learn and through your experience, when you learn, you realize, oh, this can be improved in this way. Like, oh, if I do this, it's going to streamline this process a little bit, you know? And, and I think that that is the biggest thing, you know, from owning a couple of different businesses, all in the different stages of their life, I would say is you always have to be willing to, to evolve and, and learn mm. from, from what you're doing because that's the only way you're going to continue to grow.
Absolutely. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues in the building. EZ Blues, continue. Well, it's it's so, so true. And, and you know, we've talked about this on our show. We've talked about it on, on shows that both Prestige and I have been interviewed as well. You know, failure to me is one of the most important things as an artist, as an entrepreneur, um, fail, fail often and fail huge, you know, and, and, and get dirty and, and, and get frustrated because that's what's going to grow and, and continue to, to build. Um, and, you know, we have to really start to adjust our ideas of what success is. You know, some people might look at, you know, oh, well, you weren't able to do all of this the first day. So, you know, it's a failure, but truly it's a success because, you know, you launched a concept that no one else has ever heard of, you know, and it is, you know, starting to generate that fruit. Um, you know, how are you able to really weather that, though? You know, how are you able to, you know, and it's not like you're just doing the gastro park. You still, you're still, you know, rock knocking out of the park at our, at our wonderful cellar in Treadwell and, you know, doing all the other things that is, that is you. You know, how are you able to maintain and what advice do you have for that person that has that concept that tries to explain that concept and only gets those blank stares? What advice do you have for that person? Um, again, I think you got to find maybe the right people. You know, if, if you're mm -hmm. getting a blank stare from someone, maybe you're not talking to the right person. Um, mm. And it sounds kind of weird, but again, it's like, I think that the more I talk to people who I know who are more like-minded like me, it will mm -hmm. potentially open up a door to have you find somebody that might understand it a little bit better, if, if that makes right. sense. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I think it's just, it all comes down to, to having the confidence. But I also will say like, if you want to get into a business, if there is someone who is looking to get into business, especially something that is maybe a little bit new or a little unique, do your homework when it comes to be prepared, do your business, like do your business plan, do your financials, mm -hmm. do your research, learn what you're trying to do because, um, that is the supporting material that when someone looks at you with a blank stare, you can maybe show them, have reference information, show them about a similar concept, even if it's not in this local area that has been successful. Um, mm -hmm. I think all of those things, I mean, that is the one thing I will say, you know, myself, even before getting involved with Gastro Park and I was working on my other project, like I had a 27 page business plan for, for a business that never, that you know, never happened because of this one. My right. business partner right. had his business plan. When he sent his to me, I saw so much of myself in his. And that was why mm -hmm. I was able to put mine aside because at the heart of it, we were both trying to accomplish the same thing. We just had two slightly different visions and I could get on board with his very easily. Right. Um, but again, I think, again, when it comes to getting funding or getting support, you know, you gotta, you gotta put in the work and especially like on the financial side, because, mm -hmm. and again, when people, and I know for myself, when I did our, my first round of financials, I had no, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I did mm -hmm. research. 
I put time into it so that I put forth something that even though those financial projections were probably not perfect, they showed that mm -hmm. I was the person that, you know, was able to put thought into that. And that, you know, right. even because again, everybody will tell you, I mean, you, I've, I've gone to a billion small business, you know, workshops mm -hmm. over the last, you know, nine years, I immersed myself mm -hmm. in that. And everybody will tell you projections are literally just like your best guess, but you have right. to take the time to really make a best guess, not just mm -hmm. put on paper what you think, you know, what you want it to be. Well, and, and a lot of that, a lot of that has to really show the type of work ethic you're going to have once this happens. You know, if you show up with a 27 page uh, business proposal and you show up, you know, all ready to, to knock it out of the park, people are, are more inclined to be like, okay, this person is going to be committed. Whether I can truly see their vision or not, I can see the passion, the commitment inside of this person. Unfortunately for us, the passion, the commitment of the Apollo Curtain is starting to, to, to be pulled as well. But we want to give these last couple of moments uh, to you, Sherry, to talk about the Gastropub, talk about, uh, you know, um, that next event that you've got coming through, talk about how people can get in touch with you. And just, you've given so much incredible advice. Just give one more nugget before before you, we, we bounce out. And just know we love you. So oh, thank you. The love is real, guys. I feel it right back for you. Um, so, yeah, so... Oh my gosh, that's a whole lot. So yeah, I would Sorry. say um, <laughs> the best way I would, I think for anybody to learn about what's going on at the Gastro Park is, you know, we keep all of our information up to date on our social media, um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, you'll find our schedule of what food trucks are coming, what events are coming up. Like I said, I think um, just today they posted, you know, a post which has everything, all of the live music events, all of the different pop-ups and all of the different other kinds of events that are going on for the whole month of December. So I encourage you to check all of that out. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, same thing, um, either through social media or our email, which is info at thegastropark.com. Um, we're a great place if you want to do some sort of um, holiday party, whether it's big or small. We have all different size packages from just like reserving a few tables um, to renting out the whole place. Um, and then for the nugget of wisdom, I guess it is really just believe in your concept, believe in yourself, mm -hmm. and don't give up if the first person you talk to says no, because Again, there's going to be somebody else down the line who's going to get it and they're going to say yes. And I can tell you that from a lot of experience, specifically with the park, we had a lot of people over time in different aspects tell us no, and we kept going and um, come and visit us and you'll see what all that determination looks like. <laughs> awesome. Sherry, really do appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you guys. Happy holidays. Absolutely. Absolutely. On WNHH LP 103.5 FM, New Haven. This has been Behind the Brand. Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know 